Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Russ and Matt, No Appointment Necessary. I'm Russ and with me as always is the very fabulous Matt Passant. Hi Matt. Hiya Russ, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. You okay? I'm very good. That was a lovely introduction. Well, you are fabulous. Thank you. So are you. Well, I try. Well, we we are five star fabulous at the moment. According you certainly to, are, yeah. According to Apple Podcasts and our three reviews. Three reviews, all five stars. That means we're 15 star. Yeah, yeah, it does. It just needs someone now disgruntled to come and give us a four and ruin it. But yeah, but for now, we'll, we'll take the five. Spend the day, whoever does that will get their name and address and hold them down, so it's fine. We'll curse them, they'll have no eyelids. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah. editors. See previous episode for joke. Yes, that's my line, but okay. Yeah, I know, I just thought I'd steal that out there. So, how's your week been? Um, well, this week's been all right, Russ, but Friday I had a bit of a traumatic day at work. And, oh, and I would usually rig you to tell you this, but I thought now we've got a podcast. I'll tell you on the podcast. Okay. I feel like good stories now. We need to put them on here. So we could never have a phone conversation again. I know, that's it. All those total conversations, I said, oh, that'd be great if we had a podcast. Years later, we've got it. Yeah, so so the floor is mine. So what happened, Russ? We had a phone call off a landlord uh, Friday morning to say that one of his tenants' his pumps had gone down. I'm a pump engineer, yeah. Said, the pump isn't working. Can you go and have a look? Gave me the address. Said it's uh, at the bottom of the road with a tree outside. Yeah, yeah. And I think he was number two A. I think the number was two A. So does that mean there's a number one, a number two, and a two A? Um, no, no. I think a two A is a new house. I believe. So why don't they just call it two point five? That's a, you know what? That's a good point. That's a good point. But then if they made two houses, the other would have to be 2.75, wouldn't it? Yeah, it makes sense to me better than letters. But anyway, go on. But that should have been a clue, really. Now you, I could have done with you with me, Friday. Yeah. Because um, 2A, so I find number two, house next to it, no number, tree outside, that's 2A. Yeah, so knock the door, no answer. And I need to get into the house to get to the electrics. So I ring the landlord and said, there's no one in. I need to get into the house. He says, they should be in. I'm like, he's not in. I knocked, 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 rung the bell. He goes, was there anything you can do? I said, I can have a look inside. I said, but I can't really do much if I can't get to the electrics. He says, he's got a block paved driveway, yeah, with three drain covers. So I said, do you know which drain cover it is? Because these block paved ones are really heavy. He said, it's been years since I've been there. I don't know. He goes, just have a look. So we tried to get the one up by the window. We could not get it up. It was so heavy. There was me and the young apprentice, Aaron, who learnt a lot this day. Believe me. Yeah. So I said to uh, we could not get it up. So I rung the landlord. I said, we can't get it up unless we get the bricks up. So he said, do what you've got to do. Took us about half an hour to get this lid up. And there was no pump in there. Right. So uh, I rugged him and I said, are you sure you don't know which one? Because this one took half an hour. Is it the one by the garage? Now, you know, in a film, yeah, yeah, when there's a twist and loads of events happen at once leading to the twist. Yeah. Just as I said that, an old lady, he said to me, the house hasn't got a garage. 
Uh-oh. As he said that, an old lady over the road, at the exact same time he said it, shouted, I've got my neighbour on the phone, he's ringing the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, panic set in a little bit, if I'm honest, mate. I asked the old lady for his number because obviously I couldn't go and use her phone because of all this social distancing. So she gave me his phone number and I rung him. Very, very angry, man. We were at the wrong house <laughs> and we took his drive up. <laughs> Mate, honest to God, yeah. But he wasn't very reasonable, yeah. Anyway, well, who would be? The you'd be raging. Yeah, but the, you'd look at it. He had no number on his door. He was next to number two. And I told him this. Yeah. <laughs> and a bit of advice for you and anyone listening if ever you dig up the wrong drive don't tell the man he should have a number on his door <laughs> because he went nuts anyway <laughs> my apprentice had a little walk and when the street ends there's a gate and round, round the back was a new house built yeah and a woman come up to him and goes oh you've come to look at the pub <laughs> God, oh my God! Thanks That's for amazing. this. My boss is is quite old now. He's like seventy, so he saw the funny side, and um, yeah, it cost the company. We had to get someone out to sort his drive out. I just love, like, I just, love, <laughs> I can just imagine this guy when you say, "We well, haven't got a number on your house." Oh, what? And this guy is like, "It's not my fault. You've done my drive." <laughs> I, I, I want you. I didn't say it aggressively. I sort of tried to give him advice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so that ruined the weekend. Matt, that is absolutely amazing. It's, it's well, it's just weird that I've done something like that without you. That yeah. weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Usually, it's, instead of it's a drive, it was digging up, it was a warship we nearly sank. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so my apprentice learnt a very valuable lesson on Friday anyway. Right. Don't work with Matt. <laughs> well, there's that, yeah. But, yeah, this man, he was... I mean, it just happened to be my luck that he was the most unreasonable man in Bridge North. <laughs> well, that, that you didn't know, help. You can't blame the guy. It's an honest mistake, though. He had the tree outside his house. He had no <laughs> number on his door. And this house was... Like, I can see why he told us about the tree now, because you wouldn't see this house. It was like there's yeah. like a gate at the end of the street and like a little driveway that goes round. If you'd have told me that, and do you know what we the would... worst thing was, Russ? Go on. The actual job we went to, all the woman had done is knock the switch in a in in you know like the little garage. Yeah. She obviously had loads of toys there and stuff because she had kids, and it just knocked the switch and knocked the pump off, and that was all. <laughs> so it wouldn't have required a drive dig. It took three seconds to sort out, and it took me an hour to dismantle the wrong drive. <laughs> So there you go. To all our listeners out there, if you've got a water pump, check the switch before you ring Matt. And, and then if if it isn't the switch, don't ring Matt. <laughs> and another top tip, put a number on your house. Right, let's start the episode. Okay. So this week's episode's all about UFOs, ghosts and the paranormal. An episode that I've been looking forward to doing, really. Um, we've got some quite interesting stories. We won't really say facts on these because they can't really prove there's such things as ghosts and UFOs, but I think we've got some quite compelling stories that might make you believe. I don't know what you think, Matt. I've always sort of believed, Russ, due to stories I've heard. Yeah. You know, um, I don't really believe that. I mean, God rest his soul. I think Derek Akora may have been stealing a living. 
to be honest. Oh, definitely, yeah. And that's that, um, John Edwards as well in America. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I wish that I tapped into that niche first because there's money to be made there, isn't there? Oh, God, it's so easy. I mean, all you have to do is you start off by saying, I'm hearing something, I'm getting a... And then someone else goes, Pete? And go, yeah, Pete, I got Pete, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm guessing he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. And, and it was a sad death. Yeah, yeah, it was a sad death, yeah. And he died... He shouldn't have died. Died early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died early. Yeah. And he's like, and, and you're sad. Yeah, I'm sad. Oh my god, that's amazing. I knew all. And that. then they come he, away going, God, he knew me. He knew me so well. He, he, he knew that it was a sad death. It's like um, <laughs> Ray, what's his name, uh, Clinton Baptiste. Have we got a John in the room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So easy. Yeah. But I mean, when it comes to ghosts and UFOs, for me, I mean, I've never seen a ghost. I think if I was to see a ghost, I'd probably crack up. And as far as UFOs go, I'd kind of like to believe that there's UFOs, but also I really don't want Earth to make contact with aliens until I'm dead, because that would really freak me out. I just, for some reason, I've just got alien invasion, and I just think I do not want to discover aliens until I'm dead. I don't think it'd be fair on the aliens to enforce this world on them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They'll come and yeah. unless they wear a mask, they're not going to bother coming at the moment, are they? Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a couple of ghost stories. I know you've got one, Matt, but do you want me to start with mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got two. Um, the thing about ghosts as well, people say ghosts are real, they're either real or they're not. And I think everyone's grandparents, everyone would say this about their grandparents. So what they say is true. And people of that generation, they don't lie. They're quite sweet. They're quite sincere. So when my grandma told me this story, to me, this must prove the existence of ghosts because my grandma would never lie. And what this one is, years and years ago, my grandma's brother owned a pub in Whitehaven, where I'm from, Whitehaven in Cumbria. It was called The Central. And it's, it's actually now called Snecklifter, which is an awful name for a that, pub. <laughs> what an awful... Yeah, that is a bad name for a pub. Well, there was another one called Sal Maggi's, and now it's George Bongo's or something crap like that. Anyway. Did they sell cheese? Did you just... No, jo, no, it's not Joe Bongo's. Joe Bananas. Yeah. Joe Bananas it's called now. <laughs> What's your favourite banana? Yeah, ripe. <laughs> anyway, so... It's one of those that, so the, my grandma, my granddad, her brother, and other people in the. For, su- like for southern wife. listeners, that's granddad. Yeah, granddad, yeah. granddad, yeah. So they're doing a Ouija board in a pub. And it's one of these where everything pretty much happened like you'd expect. The music came on on the radio, the dog started barking crazy. And a, my grandma says a glass threw across the room. And her brother was absolutely terrified. And for my grandma to say that, again, it's like, it, it did happen because there's no reason she'd lie. She wouldn't lie. And she was didn't really like talking about it. So that's quite of a weird, uh, you know you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a weird, scary, first-hand account that this definitely happened. So, but, and it, it's, uh, I think it spelt something out. No, the glass smashed or something. I think that's quite symbolic. I think, yeah. I don't know, but but you, you said that um, we imagine that generation not to lie and they're all sweet and that. Do you think they'll think that about our generation when we're in our 80s? Because they'll, be, they'll nope. be, be very wrong. Yeah, definitely. So our, gener- our generation's knackered. Yeah, but maybe theirs was, but they just don't tell us because there there's no proof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And another ghost story that we've got in the family is um, me and Charlotte were staying in a hotel called, called Ascombe Hall. 
and we were there for a uh, a wine tasting. It was a black tie do, and Ascombe Hall is one of those places where it's hundreds of years old. I mean, the room we had was right at the top of this tower. The roof, the floor wasn't even level. There was like a little creepy passageway in our bathroom that God knows where it went. It literally was round the back and don't know where it went. It was just, it was quite weird. So we'd been, we'd had a, a night and we both in our room asleep. And Charlotte woke me up in the middle of the night quite scared and panicked. So I turned and I switched like, what's wrong? I've seen a ghost, I've seen a ghost. Oh, behave, no, you haven't. I've seen a ghost, she said. Like, what do you mean? And she said she saw, she woke up and at the bottom of the bed was a white woman staring at her at the bottom of the bed. And she's, this is the honest truth she says this. And I didn't see anything. Because if I'd have seen this, I'd have been out of that hotel. <laughs> There'd have been a rust-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> and I'd have been out of there. And, oh my God, I'd have cracked up. Oh, anyway, so she kind of needed a couple of minutes just to compose herself and fell back to sleep. And that was it. But this hotel and this room we were in was something f- creepy. It, if you're going to think of haunted hotel room, where we were at, was it? So anyway, the next day we get up, we go, and we go to see one of Charlotte's friends who lives in Penrith. And without even saying anything about Charlotte seeing this ghost, she said, because we told her where we stayed in Ascombe Hall, she said that there is actually a white woman ghost, the stories of her, haunting that hotel and the surrounding graveyards. And how creepy is that? that? We didn't know anything about that. And we didn't even mention it for Charlotte's friend to tell us. And it kind of all clicked and we were like, oh, my God. What what that could have been, Russ, is maybe they've got, like, a member of staff that's a bit creepy and stands at the end of bed. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, did, well, it did have a name tag saying reception. Yeah, so. that's what maybe they thought. <laughs> oh, Doris, you've done it again. We're going to have to tell them the ghost story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop using the spare key to go in people's rooms. So... But, Have yeah, you ever so... considered that possibility? Not until now, but thanks for ruining the story. <laughs> Mate, well, I've either ruined the story or um, there is a ghost. So it's not a good ending either way, really, is it? Definitely You've not. You've either got an old lady at the end of your bed or a ghost. I think I'd rather the ghost. I think I would just, as well, actually. The ghost is just doing what it's meant to do, and that's haunt you. Actually, I'm I'm starting to take back some of the things you just said about old people because I, when I was in my first ever house, I had a little, nice little terrace house, and it was literally the front door was on the pavement on a road. I remember falling asleep in my car because I couldn't yeah, get in. Yeah, it was that house, and I remember sitting on my sofa one day, and the letterbox opened, and someone was looking through it, and then I looked, and then the letterbox shut, and then so I quickly ran out, opened the door, and as I looked at the right, there was a little old woman running off. <laughs> Some random old woman had looked through my letterbox. Maybe that was their version of knock and run. <laughs> Peek and run. So have you got a story, Matt? Well, it's not my story as such. It's a story I was told by my uh, old supervisor. And um, basically, we were talking about, like, sort of conversation like we're having now, and he brought up Ouija boards. I'd love to do a Ouija board. I wouldn't do one in my own house. I'd do one in your house because I wouldn't want my house to be haunted afterwards, but I'd happily do it at your house. Yeah. But I really want to do one. Yeah. Desperate to do one. Should we do one at Roddy's house when he bought <laughs> He's just bought a house, hasn't he? So. Yeah, that could be his... Yeah, when he has his house one, we'll secretly do a Ouija board and then leave. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then record a podcast about um, haunted Roddy's house. About the fact he hasn't slept for six months. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Um, we're talking about Ouija boards and Joss, my supervisor, said, yeah, yeah, we're, I've done a Ouija board. I says, go on then, anything happened? 
And apparently, they, he reckons they got through to someone claiming to be a witch called Alma, A L M A. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, they shit themselves. And what Joss said is they chucked all the letters out of the house, you know what I mean, and burnt them because they, yeah. they were panicking. And apparently, when they were, I don't know how true this is, but when they went back in the house, the A, the L, and the M, they'd left in the front room, which spells Alma. So when it comes to UFOs, this is one I'm a bit more sceptical about. But then you hear things like what the astronauts, the first astronauts when they went to space, what they saw and things like that. But coming a bit closer to home, have you heard of the Solway Spaceman? No. So this was a picture taken in Cumbria in 1964. And you should Google this. If you're Google Carlisle Alien Picture or Solway Firth Spaceman, it's a really creepy picture of a guy, as I said, in 1964, he was taking a picture of his daughter in a field. And they said they didn't notice anything until the picture was developed. And if you look, you can what you can clearly see is an alien or a spaceman behind <laughs> it. You can clearly see an alien. Yeah. It's Was he green? It's just, no, he's wearing like a space suit. How do you know it just how do you know it just wasn't another bloke dressed with his kid as a spaceman or something? <laughs> no. Just when you get chance, just Google the picture. And all our listeners, just Google the picture. I say, Solway Spaceman. And it is quite a creepy picture. I mean, there's a sweet little girl there and then a weird alien spaceman behind her. And it's kind of, is that real? Is it, is it a random guy walking his dog or not? Who knows? What, dressed as a spaceman? <laughs> well, it's Carlisle. So. Did the dog have a space suit on as well? <laughs> was, it, was that a Jetson dog? The Jetsons? <laughs> oh, the Jetsons, yeah. yeah but that's just one of those unexplained weird type of it's not unexplained i think it's a perfectly logical explanation well look at the picture uh, it's the 1964 version of photobomb <laughs> yeah okay well we'll agree to disagree although i don't know what we're agreeing to disagree on because we didn't agree anything but just have a look see what you think yeah. maybe we can post that picture on twitter so i know we've all heard the main one about aliens in area 51 but have you heard of project blue book I've heard of Project Blue Beam. Is that the same thing? No, book is different to beam. Yeah. So Project Blue Book was one of a series of systematic studies of unidentified flying objects conducted by the US Air Force. It started in 1952 and was ended in 1969. And Project Blue Book had two goals, to determine if UFOs were a threat to the US national security and to systematically analyse UFO-related data. Wow. Yeah, there were thousands of U- thousands of US thousands of UFO reports were collected, analyzed and filed as a result of the Condren report in 1968 which concluded there was nothing anomalous about UFOs and a review of the report by the National Academy of Sciences Project Blue Book was terminated in December 1969. Oh god. Oh god, Russ. Sorry to cut you off from an amazing fact that you read me all that and at the end they didn't find anything. No. That is the biggest anti-climax since Bird Box. What's Bird Box? Did I get the film right? You know the one where they blind and fold themselves? Sandra Bullock? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Birdcage or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. That story was the podcast equivalent of that film. I was there on edge thinking, where's this going? And you said, then they found nothing. Well, that's the thing about Project Blue Book is that did they find nothing? 
Oh, oh, you've, you've resurrected it now. Yeah, that's the whole thing about Project Blue Book. So the US Air Force spent all this time, money and effort looking into UFOs and then all of a sudden it was ended. With nothing um, found? Yeah. Or did they? Because lots of people say about Area 51 and another Air Force base in America, which I can't remember the name of, they're, they're actually working with aliens, developing technologies and reverse engineering things. So that's one to look into. Project Blue Book, see what you find, see what you think. There's loads of conspiracy websites about Project Blue Book. Yeah, I apologise for jumping on you too early then, because you saved it at the end there. Well done. Yeah, Matt, just trust me, all right. I've been doing this long enough now. Yeah, sorry. You're the master at this. So a couple more uh, famous UFO stories then that you people are probably fit aware of. Lubbock Lights, 1951. On the evening of August 25, 1951, three science professors from Texas Tech, so they're obviously clever people, were enjoying an evening outdoors in Lubbock when they looked up and saw a semicircle of lights flying above them at high speed. Over the next few days, dozens of reports flooded in from across town, Texas Tech freshman Carl Hart Jr. even snapped photos of the so-called Lubbock Lights phenomenon, which were published in newspapers across the US and in Life magazine. Mm. That's something to Google, Lubbock Lights, see what you think. And uh, Project Blue Book, which led the Air Force inquiries into Air Force, investigated the events, and its official conclusion was that the lights were birds reflecting luminescence from Lubbock's new street lamps. See, that's utter rubbish. So why was it ended? If they couldn't with stupid things like that, when has a bird ever reflected luminescence from a street light? Do you think, like, you know, with animals, like there's certain wild animals, and they say they're more scared of you than you are of them, but you're petrified of them. Yeah, like spiders. Well, that was gonna say like a a deer or not a deer, a bear. You know, no, bears aren't scared of us. Bears will rip us up. I bet they are scared of us. Do you mean like a no a, a, a bumblebee? Just wild and a snake. No, snakes aren't scared of us. I bet, bite you. Ah, I bet they are. A badger. <laughs> Definitely not. They're vicious. Yeah, but the oh, you know what <laughs> I'm trying to make that. Yeah, go on. Sorry, go on. This is a long way of going round. I'm trying to say, do you think the aliens are more scared of us than we are of them? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you prefer, ghosts or UFOs? Well, I don't prefer them either, personally, but subject-wise, I'd... I, prefer the ghost stories i think because i could buy into them a bit more i think okay so i'll throw a couple of ghost stories at you then see Go what you think then. some ghosts stubbornly cling to their mortal remains on earth betty's comb house in dorset and Burton and angie's hall in yorkshire have skulls of former occupants among their furnishings if the skulls are removed or an attempt is made to bury them their hideous screams ring through the house and dire misfortune falls on the oh, occupants dear god see that to me there we can prove that right what, now. By going and moving the school. Yeah. Why doesn't someone film someone moving the school? Did you say they'd that drop dead if they try it? Was it Diamond's fortune falls on the occupants? Yes. Yeah, so let's not do that. Well, a very welcome ghost is that of an unknown man who appears at the Theatre uh-huh. Royal Jury Lane. I London. thought you were gonna say Casper then when you said <laughs> Casper's actually quite a sad story because if you think about it, it's a child ghost, so a child died. Yeah. You've only just realised that. It's quite depressing. But anyway, so this guy is appearing at, 
Yeah, he could have been one that was just annoyed. Actually, you. that's worse if a friendly child died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's actually... He's depressed. We'll agree on that. So this guy, his appearance at a play is sure sign that the play will be a huge success. I'm not convinced of that one. So, Borley Rectory in Essex was reputedly the most haunted house in England for the better part of a century. Ooh. With mysterious happenings occurring there. It had everything from phantom coaches, poltergeists. Then there's actually, if you Google Borley Rectory poltergeist picture, it's actually quite freaky. We'll put that one on the uh, Twitter as well. Um, it also had a headless man and a spooky nun. Writing appeared on the walls of the rooms, much to the amazement of people watching. Objects never seen before appeared and disappeared. Bells rang and mysterious footsteps were heard. The rectory burnt down in 1939, again in mysterious circumstances, but still the phenomenon continued. In 1943, the site was excavated at a depth of three feet. Remains of a woman's skull was oh, found. Oh, God. I'm just having another look at the uh, the picture of the poltergeist, and that is actually quite scary. Um, should we post those pictures on Twitter? Is there any repercussions for looking at the picture? No, I'll we don't want to kill our followers. We worked so hard to get them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Russ, just before we just... recorded this show, I told yep. you this. I'm going to just play a little clip from a conversation me and Russ had at the start of the show. And I'll just yeah, say, okay. So, uh, just make sure, Russ, in this episode, just try not yep. to make any mistakes because it's a nightmare to edit. Yeah, it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was harder than I thought this episode, I think. Well, that's just a bit of an understatement. Um, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't read. No, no. So here's a couple of clips of Russ not making any mistakes. <laughs> oh, my God. In 1943, the site was excavated at a depth of three feet. No, three, two, one. In 1943, the site was exca- excavated. Fucking hell. Three, two, one. In 1943, the site was excavated at a, and a, at a depth of three feet remains of the woman's... Right, three, two, one. So ghosts are not always human. Drake's drum, which was with Sir Francis Drake... Frank, three, two, one. But not all ghosts are human, Matt. Drake's drum, which was with Sir Francis Drake when he circumnavigated the world, is supposed to beat... When England... Oh, so the most haunted so three, two, one. So the most haunted house in England was Borley Rectory in Essex. And this right, three, two, one. So Remember when I said try not to make any mistakes. I know, fuck it, that's the worst the... one. And uh, the biggest one, which I thought was gonna keep us up all night, is Russ's fantastic attempt at explaining Project Blue Book. <laughs> Yeah, take 176. <laughs> a termination order was given for the study in December 1969. So it was... A, oh, fuck, I don't need to say that. Fuck's sake. Right, I'm doing the Project Blue Book again. Three, two, one. So Project Blue Book was a systematic... Fuck! Three, two, one. So Project Blue Book was a one... Was Fucking hell, just come on. Three, two, one. This should be easy. You just read make... what's in front of you. Give me a chance to make too many mistakes to get a nice easy edit here. Right. Three, two, one. So Project Blue Book was one of a series of systematic studies of UFOs conducted by the United States Air Force 
it started in 1952. Fucking hell, like, this is the last time. <laughs> Three, two, one. Three, two, one. So, Project Blue Book was a... I can't read this. I'm thick as fuck. Right. Three, two, one. No, three, no, that's one. At the end of the episode, I'm going to post this as a blooper. Right, okay. Three, two, one. So, Project Blue Book was one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. You've only got to read it. So, we've done the Area 51 stuff, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, Come one. Come on. <laughs> Project Blue Book. (laughs) How did you read the year wrong? yourself. I know, I need to get these. Come on. Oh, God. It's like episode one. Oh, Oh my God. Right. I'm keeping this in at the end. Right. Three, two, three. So what you got to say for yourself, Russ? I need help. That was... I need help. I can't read. Maybe I've got a brain injury. Do you think I cursed the show when I said don't make any mistakes? Because I've never told you to do that before. I don't know why I yeah. told you to do it. Definitely. It's one of those things where it's like you know you shouldn't laugh, but you can't help it. And everyone's been there, like at school, at work, in a situation where something bad's happened and people are upset and you just think, don't laugh, don't laugh. And when you get the fit of the giggles, you, you're knackered, aren't you? you can't it's like it. when you're told don't do something. So. You just think I'm gonna do that. Yeah, do not push that button. Yeah. I'm pushing. <laughs> yeah. So I won't <laughs> warn you again, Russ. But yeah, please do. Now yeah, that might show, help. If you could just learn to read, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 I think it's time to close the show. Thanks. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I've put the pictures, the two pictures of the UFO, the alien, and the ghost of Bali Rectory on Twitter. Have a look. See what you think. Give us a little comment. Does it convince you? Are you scared? Let us know. Next episode is going to be on crime and punishment. And we've got a great little interview for that episode. So we hope you'll enjoy that. So look out for that. That'll be coming soon. We're hopefully going to record that today, Thursday. And then the one after that, we're going a bit lighthearted, where we're going to do an episode on pirates and the history of pirates. Yeah, so uh, that should be fun. That should be like quite lighthearted in a fun episode. So, so yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Uh, stay safe. And take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.